Hi, welcome to San Francisco Ballet's Meet the Artist. My name is Tiet Helimetz, and I am a principal dancer at San Francisco Ballet. This podcast series of Meet the Artist interviews is your chance to get to know us, the dancers, musicians, designers, and choreographers at SF Ballet, as we discuss our lives, the process in a studio, performances on stage, and more. Join us for Meet the Artist interviews, live and in person, at the Opera House before Friday and Sunday performances. Or tune in, all season long to hear podcast recordings of San Francisco Ballet's Meet the Artist interviews. Enjoy. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to another Meet the Artist pre-performance talk. My name is Michael Mbimbo, and I am the major gifts officer here at San Francisco Ballet. And today's an exciting day because it's San Francisco Ballet's second annual Educators Appreciation Day, which celebrates those who teach and inspire students across the Bay Area. Yesterday, the company performed a sold-out matinee performance for 2,800-plus Bay Area school children. And I'm thrilled to be here with Joseph Walsh and Isabella De Vivo, um, stars of our current production of Cinderella. So welcome. Hi, everyone. Hello. So originally from Long Island, Isabella joined the company in 2013 when Christopher Wielden's Cinderella had its US premiere at SF Ballet. As a member of the Corps de Ballet, Isabella served as one of the cloak helpers, scuttling in the background to make the spectacular puppet effects, which you will see tonight, come to life. Now a soloist since 2017, Isabella steps out in Cinderella's gold slippers and into her first full-length um, star role. So congratulations. Thank you. And no stranger, Joseph Walsh joined the company as a soloist in 2014 and was promoted to principal that same year. He was born in Doylestown, Pennsylvania and began his early training at Walnut Hills School for the Arts. He spent summers honing his technique at American Ballet Theater, where he was named National Training Scholar in 2004 and 2005. <laughs> and since then, he's danced leading roles throughout North America and many points beyond. So welcome, both of you. Hello. So Joe, tell us about your arrival to San Francisco in 2014 and being promoted that same year. Did everything just click for you? Uh, yeah. Um, so I, I left uh, Houston Ballet after eight years or so, uh, kind of raising through the ranks there, and uh, decided that it was either I stay there for the rest of my career or I move on. And I had been spying on San Francisco Ballet for many years. Uh, my sister lived out here, and it just felt like the right time for me to move on. Uh, I was sad to leave my family there in Houston, but found yet another beautiful family here of artists and just like the perfect, everything about this place is, is what I wanted. Um, and so I, I just found that crazy kind of like coming into the company and 
being sent out to Paris just like two weeks after joining and having learned only three ballets that I was supposed to do and then ended up doing nine ballets while I was in Paris. And so it was uh, not necessarily like everything clicked. It was like a hammer fell down and I was just like in it. And I felt part of SFB after that. That's amazing. And Isabella, you're also from the East Coast. So what was it like coming out to San Francisco Ballet and doing the training program? Um, I did the summer courses two years. Is this on? Are we good? Are we good? Okay. Um, and I watched the Stern Grove Festival, and I saw this company dance, and I was blown away. I was like, these people are aliens. And um, I had done my training at SAB, School of American Ballet, in New York for nine years. Started out in level one. Um, and then when I saw this company, I was like, wait a second. They get it. These, these dancers get it. They're incredible. I want to be there. So I joined the trainee program the following year in 2012. And here we are. Wow, that's amazing. So on April 1st, you both performed the leading roles in Cinderella. Um, and you were both absolutely stunning, by the way. So congratulations. And can you tell us, how did you premiere, how did you prepare to make your principal debut? Um, <laughs> I had the opportunity of covering Cinderella last time, back in 2019, 2020, before the pandemic. And um, just being in the studio with these guys, all these like serious principal dancers that have all these things already under their belts, I was like, this is insane. I cannot believe I'm in this room. Um, and then this time around, here we are. And I get to wear the gold dress and do the, all the amazing quick changes backstage and dance with this guy. So it's pretty crazy. Yeah. And Joe, does dancing the role opposite Isabella, who you've danced the role quite a bit, so dancing opposite Isabella, who's never done the role before, does it make you feel like you're dancing for the first time, or what's going through your head? Yeah, I think th that this production is like a beautiful adventure that like the audience gets to go on, but as the role of the prince or Cinderella, I think we, we kind of join the audience in that space. And of course, having a new partner next to me and somebody new to stare at the entire ballet and just like fall in love with, it's gonna make it different and interesting and new. Uh, but I felt this time, especially with Isabella, that I, I was able to impart the knowledge that I'd been given over the past three, four times of having uh, you know, getting to dance with Maria Kochkova and then Francis and just the, the kind of like trickle down effect of word of mouth and like this part's super hard, but if we do this and this, then it makes it much easier. And I, I think, you know, hopefully Isabella wasn't sick of me by the end of the process, telling her like, if we, you know, whatever. So I find that it's, no matter who 
I'm dancing with, it always feels fresh. Uh, it's just a matter of finding that comfort within the partnership that creates, I think, a, a more comfortable experience for the audience, too. That's great. And this year was special, too, because Christopher Wielden came back for the first time in a while since COVID. So what was it like getting to work with the original choreographer of the show? Was it a special experience? Is that normal for dancers to work with the original choreographer? Can you tell us about that? We actually had a rehearsal with him the day before our first show. In the less, less than 12 hours before. Yeah. Um, and we basically danced almost the entire ballet for him <laughs> within that one hour. Um, in this little, like, it's not a dungeon, but it feels, <laughs> it's very windowless, um, but it's like, you know, there's a lot of depth in that studio upstairs. Um, it's really like where the phantoms live, but he, he just came in and like right after a dress rehearsal and then sat with us for an hour and uh, decided to make a few little like tweaks for us specifically, which was great. Um, but he's a wonderful choreographer and like also an equally wonderful person to hang out with and just be in the space with. He makes everyone feel very comfortable and uh, it just, yeah. Wow. And so you mentioned that he did tweaks just for you. So do you do things that are different than the other princes and Cinderella's? Is there something special to your performance? I think it, it's a matter of finding what uh, makes the story come through for each couple. So you find the little nuances that create the space to express more in a certain moment or, uh, you know, if there's like some, I, I don't know, right? Totally. <laughs> And Isabella, so you performed at the student matinee, you performed Cinderella, and then the evening you played Sister Edwina. So that is two characters that are very different in the same 24-hour period. So what's going through your head? How do you transform from one character to the next, and how does your body do it too? Well, okay. We go hour by hour here. <laughs> I think it's easier to just focus on one thing, out one time or else it gets a little overwhelming, you know. Um, Cinderella is its own very big, full, meaty plate, you know. So we start off with that. We dance for the children who squeal and laugh and have like the best time. It's like a full Taylor Swift moment. <laughs> like. And then we come back a few hours later, new hairdo, new demeanor for the sister, and she's the mean one. And let me tell you, that character is so much fun. Because Cinderella, you know Cinderella, she's sweet, she's courageous, she's kind, she's generous. Edwina is the complete opposite. Um, and so doing that within one day, by the end of the day, you're kind of like, wait, who am I? Wait a second. But it's so much fun, really. I can, I can relate, if I can say. Uh, in Houston, I had done a different version of Cinderella, and there was a, an opportunity for me to be both a stepsister and the prince, and the other stepsister as well. <laughs> All on point, except for the prince. 
Um, but it was, it's like a weird thing to be able to switch your, you really are like a, it's a rotating table of like quadrants that you just switch around when you need it and when you don't need it, you forget about it because it stresses you out. <laughs> you have to think of it as two separate ballets. I've also danced Clementine, the sweet sister, last time. So it's a mess in my brain. You're listening to the same music and you have three characters that are all dancing at the same time sometimes. And you're like, left, left, right, le left. So you have to like really compartmentalize. So do you two have any pre-show rituals that help you compartmentalize this in your brains or? A blue bottle mocha. <laughs> <laughs> We'll start there. A good podcast and a crossword. A Monday crossword. <laughs> um, so did either of you receive any words of wisdom from the rehearsal directors or other colleagues that stood out to you? Was there a light bulb moment during the rehearsal process? I think I got a lot of wise words from this guy <laughs> over here. Um, and I think I had some light bulb moments every day during the rehearsal period. I feel like we were building consistently and it's pretty cool to see yourself on a Friday and you're like, oh wait, I'm way better than I was at this than three days ago. That's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. Yeah, I think that's like especially this company, you find that time moves in a completely different way. but. Yeah, for me, it's like the, the things that stick out uh, are the years of working with Felipe and his, his knowledge from like day one in both Het National and here. He was there the entire time. Uh, and so I am constantly, you know, sponging his ideas. Uh, but through this process, I was able to, it was the first time that I had had a rehearsal with Tamara, our new director. And she came up to me after on stage, we had done a run through and she was like, it was great, um, but just think about Chris, Chris Wielden's past. Uh, he's, you know, New York City Ballet, which didn't have many male figures to look after in terms of solo work. Because, you know, as we all know, Balanchine had this kind of like, the man is a shadow thing. Um, and so she was like, he took a lot of his male solo work from Ashton, Frederick Ashton, who's at, um, from Royal Ballet in London. And she just showed me one little bit of the solo, but did it in her style with this like, kind of like, whoosh, whoosh, like real swishy and like full torso involved. And I've done this solo, I don't know how many times, but now having had that knowledge and just the thought, the little like pinprick that is planted uh, created a whole new way for me to feel that solo and to enjoy it again as, as a new thing. So 
I think this season has really been amazing. You know, we went, we started the season with the Next at 90 Festival, which was nine world premiere ballets. Then we went to Giselle, and then we went to the Colors of Dance. So what's been the standout part for you this season? What do you think? This week? <laughs> this week. There you go. Easy, easy question. Easy answer. <laughs> Joe? Uh, for me, I think the stand i mean i have like a hard time answering any of these questions because i feel um that in order to give my full self in every performance it feels like i have to really like love everything that i do and so i find things uh i loved doing violin concerto by yuri i loved doing bolero and like the whole process of working with a new person that you've never seen. I honestly had never heard of Yuka. And so I was just like flabbergasted at her process. And it informs you as an artist every time you work with a new person or in a new role or whatever it is. But it's the same feeling when I work with a new partner. You know, it creates this space for the role to feel new again. So I appreciate it. <laughs> so let's open it up to questions from the audience. If you could just stand up if you have a question and speak loudly, and I'll repeat the question back. Okay, right there, Virginia. Question is, how many hours do you practice and perform each day? Tell us a little bit about that workload. Um, for this, I think maybe we worked individually, just him and I and Felipe working on the paradas and all the stuff that we do together, maybe an hour and a half a day. Um, but there are tons of other parts of the ballet that we're interacting with our family and sisters and, you know, all the other stuff. So five hours, six hours, mm -hmm. yeah, plus class in the morning. So we have class at 10 o'clock to 11.15 most days. When do and you get here? I get here at 9.22 <laughs> because the parking spots here on Franklin, they get filled up really quickly, okay? Um, yeah, and then after that, we have rehearsals starting from 11.30, lunch at 2.30, rehearsals again from 3.30 to 6.30. That's a normal rehearsal day, unless we get on stage. And then, wait for it, we have 1.15 to 4.15, break, 6.15 to 9.15. And maybe some stuff in the middle. Depends. Uh -huh. Yeah, we, we ended up having a lot of like, do the full rehearsal thing on stage, and then like from four to five, or four to six in between doing something upstairs and then coming back for an evening rehearsal as well. Um, but the other, what was the, uh, Wednesday was our last show? I had like five hours beforehand where we were completely in a different world rehearsing Romeo and Juliet. Um, so that is the other part of this thing where it's this rotating bit in your head that you just have to separate it out. I got here by 5, the show was at 7.30, and I just sat in the dressing room and thought, 
I can do this, even though I felt extremely tired, but it made the, the performance feel even better because there's no extra stress or energy that you have to waste. You just use purely what you need. How much time do you rehearse with the orchestra? And when the orchestra isn't available, what's the music source? Uh, we rehearse with the orchestra for two um, full rehearsals on stage. So we, we hear, uh, if there's multiple conductors, we hear usually both conductors, um, the different tempos that they play. And when we're not with the orchestra, we use accompanists in the studio that are in, pardon me, uh, with, that are playing on piano. And they oftentimes are also with the conductor for that cast. So we get the sense of what will happen, but there's really no matching the orchestra and the resonance and the, the kind of uh, flow that brings into the tempo because there's just so much more to kind of guide. Okay, I saw a question, yep, back there. That I wear. I wear Freed Classics, wing blocks, extra paste on the tip, elastic drawstring, and cut down. <laughs> Deep cuts into ballet. <laughs> no, it's so specific. So the question is, what do you do to develop trust in your partnering? Rehearse. Um, and remember that, so for me, um, dancing with Joe is not, I wouldn't say it's normal for me to dance with you, I guess, yeah. you know? You dance mostly with Francis and other awesome dancers. Um, so I think it takes a little second to feel each other out, but I think it just takes every single day understanding each other's timing and, and just doing it, just doing it. Yeah, there's a lot of um, initially kind of like, let's just get the steps out there. Mm -hmm. Like we know the same moves and then once something kind of like falls apart and you know inevitably you just stop and you think all right in in my past this is what's worked for this and this is what's worked for you in the past and so let's just find the medium ground um but then it's really like honestly before a show there's just not really um a method to deal with nerves except to, for me to like go up to my partner and like look at her and just be like, we got this, right? And that's, it's just this like kind of like finding the deep uh, understanding that you're gonna be able to do it. You're dancing together for, and telling a story for two and a half hours, you know? And I think that's unusual, also really cool. So I think like for me personally, it gets better as I go, you know? We start off and we're like, hi. And then by the end we're like, woo, you know? Yeah. Okay, any other questions? Okay, right there. So when you're changing your roles for multiple performances, 
The question is if do they record your initial performances so that you can look back on it and reflect? So they recorded uh, our first performance and I thought it was really helpful taking a look and first being like, wow, that's pretty cool that we did that. But also, you break it down and you're like, I, I can do something different there and maybe something over here would make that whole thing look a lot smoother, you know, so you just, you, you do your own correcting just by, just by looking. Yeah. And I think right there, the last question. Did you want to do ballet? Uh, I started when I was three. Um, I was born into a family that my sister had already been dancing before I was born. Uh, my parents were working backstage as stagehands in our community theater on Nutcracker. And so I think that's kind of the, the path that most American uh, dancers find themselves in, at least my wife for sure, same, same deal. Like she came to see the San Francisco Ballet when she was two and a half or three, do Nutcracker. And then she started right after. Uh, it's the same for me. I, I, after seeing it, I ended up being a, an elf in the Nutcracker just after. Um, and as a male dancer, it's much, uh, it's much easier to kind of find yourself just accepted into whatever program is looking for a male dancer. Um, it's the one of the great privileges of being a a man in dance, I think. Well, thank you all for being here tonight. It was really great to talk with Joe and Isabella. Uh, please join us for our final program of the season, Romeo and Juliet, on April 21st through the 30th. And then join us for Spring Festival, a showcase of our ballet school, which will include a brand new ballet choreographed by soloist Miles Thatcher, on May 24th through the 26th at the Yerba Buena. So thank you so much, and let's give a round of applause to Joe and Isabella. Thank you all. Thank you. Thank you for listening to San Francisco Ballet's Meet the Artist. Please subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. To learn more about SF Ballet, or to attend in-person Meet the Artist interviews and performances, visit sfballet.org. See you at the ballet!